Hello and welcome to the Performance Through Health podcast. We aim to inspire and educate our listeners through engaging conversations on all things health and fitness, mindset, business and philosophy. My name is Martin McPhillamy and I'm your host and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Performance Through Health podcast. With Today we've got Carolyn Zanetti on. I'm excited to talk to you, Carolyn. Uh, you're a women's empowerment coach, Courageous Leaders Summit and podcast. Um, so first off, I just kind of wanted to, uh, number one, hear a little bit about your journey, who, who you are, you know, what kind of journey did you go through to get to where you now? Uh, thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Martin. I'm super excited to see what magic we co-create here. 100%, yeah. Um, well, my journey has definitely been colourful and... Um, Okay, so why I love courage is I believe that's, you know, something I've always demonstrated in my life. I've always um, been curious about health and well-being, so really relate to you. I um, studied naturopathy back in 2005, but I also valued freedom. I wanted to be able to travel the world, do whatever I want, whenever I want. So as soon as I graduated uni, I went to London and I, I worked in a, a health store wellness clinic there because I wanted to travel Europe and that was, you know, the hub. Yeah. And so that was definitely an adventure at a young age where that actually opened my world to um, cultural diversity, okay. like meeting every culture you can think of for the first time. And that's that from Perth to, mm. to, to London? Yeah. So that's a big change then. Yeah. Yeah. This is a thing. People in P- Perth, I absolutely love Perth. I'm back living here now, but I have lived overseas for, you know, eight years. But the thing is that we live surrounded by, you know, close friends and family where in London you walk down a street. I used to live in Shepherd's Bush and you've got mm. Indian Indians in the Indian shops. You've got... Ethiopians, Africans, you've got uh, UAE residents, like in every kind of, anyway, it was very eye-opening. And I really believe that you can go to uni, I've got degrees to like be able to say this, that life experience is the best teacher. Nothing on paper compares to being immersed in culture. Mm. Uh, The conversations you have are just amazing. And and also that uh, passion for travel. Um, when I returned from my wild times in London, um, I worked up at Next Generation Gym in Kings Park as a naturopath, and it was great. But um, I missed traveling the whole world, you okay. know, going to America and stuff. So I uh, got a job with Emirates Airlines, and I have definitely had the time of my life. That was 2008. And again, the experience of rocking up to a flight, not knowing anybody and working as a team together with people's names that you can't even read, like from every different culture. It was character building, eye opening, and really a gift that um, I'm very grateful for. That sounds amazing. Mm. I really like the, the facts what you said uh, and how we, when you went from Perth to London, that change of culture opened your eyes up to things. I mean, I've come from there. No one relates. Yeah, no. Well, the thing is, I actually, yeah. when I came to Perth, Obviously, it's a different culture for me, and there's not massive differences in terms of we all speak English here, and mm-hmm. there's more. Like, there are a lot of English here, but being near the ocean, I was never near the ocean. So being near the ocean, learning how Where to. Where in UK are you from? I'm from a place called Coventry, which is oh, yeah, literally the beautiful. heart of England, which is yeah. a three-hour drive from any ocean. So when I came here and uh, landed and pretty much lived in Scarborough straight away, I was just like mind blown. Like, oh my god, look at this beach. This is women insane. and beaches. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and it felt like I was on a six-month holiday. 
honestly the whole time and still now when I go down to the beach I'm like I still feel like I'm on like some crazy holiday but just the subtle changes differences between me as a city boy and some of one of my best friends Ruben he was uh, grew up on a farm lived near the ocean uh, went to Africa for a short period and he you know he just had all these skills that he could learn about adventure and going out and I was Mm. like I really want to know these so that's what I kind of like was excited about when I came here so there's a small little obviously there's differences but I get the same thing what you mean I really believe it's courage to take the risk and mm. and get out of your comfort zone and know that you're going to grow and you can get a ticket back whenever you like. Definitely. I uh, let my uh, return flight go. You good, know, good for I, you. Good for you. That's, uh, so the Emirates, getting into Emirates is actually a pretty tough, tough mm. work, isn't it? What's the process to actually get into that? Because I've heard of it's different things. It's huge, actually. So many friends have applied for Emirates and not pa- made it through the – the First screening ages, yeah. there's yeah. uh psychological tests there's interviews in person online application so i applied and i believe i'm a quite a confident person i'm like you need me well you're a um, speaker you get up mm, yeah, you are now i'm guessing that you were kind of a little bit like that when you were younger yeah and i sociable yeah and i feel it's certainty so i okay. owned i have showed commitment by I had a degree, but also I uh, had already lived overseas for two years because part of the thing is you're going to live in a strange country. Well, Mm. a a lot of people, it's the mental strain that they can't handle to be in this uncertainty and know if they can handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a uh, so Emirates pays for you to fly there. Yeah. They pay for accommodation. They pay for your training. So it's a huge commitment for them. They want to know if you can last the longevity. And, um, yeah, it's definitely character building. I made so many amazing new friends there, and I've definitely got a few stories <laughs> up my sleeve. Amazing. Might dig into those. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple of things I want to break into about that journey that you went on. What What's kind of uh, – because – my image of being an Emirates girl is is obviously a lot on on planes and flights, mm. but obviously there's a lot of travel. And I've got uh, I've actually got a good friend uh, who, who's an Emirates, Charlotte. I can't remember her surname now. I haven't spoke to her for a, a little while, um, but she's always flying. And for me, I'm thinking, call it stuck on a train mm. wouldn't be for me. But obviously, you, there was exciting times. So, what were the most exciting times well, you had? Okay, so while it was a very exciting time of my life, um, I've always been somebody to focus on the benefits and the positive, which was Mm. filling my passport. Literally, there's like nothing I haven't done. I've been to the Olympics twice in Beijing. No, I am jealous. And I've been to World Cup (laughs) in uh, Germany and South Africa. I flew and stayed at the hotel with all the players and we – I literally, um, we're allowed to bid for flights yeah, okay. and I I didn't know it at the time, but I'm a powerful manifester and I used to get everything <laughs> I want. Like I would bid for a flight to go to London during the Olympics and World Cup to yeah. the day that would allow me to be at the game and I'd get <sighs> free tickets, like crazy, crazy yeah, stuff. you created it. That's um, good. Good for you. Yeah, and just... Like things like um, going to Beijing and climbing the Great Wall of China where it was never on my to-do list. Mm. Um, and then... How big is that? Like I can't grasp it because I know it's meant to be huge. Well, this wall, it, it just goes forever. Yeah, so you only as a tourist go a short way and then yeah. you get a toboggan ride down and it's sort <laughs> oh, of like okay. a, you know, it's, it's it, not a tradition. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. do the whole big yeah. trek. But also one of the benefits of working for Emirates is we got staff travel, which meant that I paid 10% for my flights. It's and I 10%. And I paid for them out of my next month's salary. So I was kind of on a permanent holiday. That's insane. And that was me uh, making the most of the opportunity. Yeah. So anybody that knows me from Dubai says that I made the most out of my time there. I studied a health science degree yeah. from Dubai. Oh, amazing. Good from Charles Sturt in Sydney. Yeah, did yeah. the degree there for two years so that I could, like, allow myself to stay longer. Oh, okay. And um, <laughs> psychologically, like, I'm not wasting my life. I'm yeah. studying. 
So there's a couple of, another thing that obviously we've had the exciting, the positives of it. And I'm mm. thinking if anyone's listening to this, every, every girl out there and every guy out there is going to try and apply for Emirates. What were the challenges that you faced? Yes, I'm glad you asked. So I, while I loved working for Emirates, I always valued my health mm. and the air conditioning on the flights I didn't like. Um, yeah. I would have my handbag full of every natural remedy you can think of. Yeah, my of essential oils, my homeopathics, my ev- everything, my herbal teas. I would have hot tea every minute. Mm. Um, I also, towards the end of my time with Emirates, it was very hard to let go of the um, – benefits uh, of being able to travel. So what I did was towards the end, I would write journal on the flight, reminding myself of what it's really like to actually work on the plane Yeah, because it's a great lifestyle. I had days off, I would go to the gym, but I was tired and I knew it wasn't ideal for my health. But what I find with Emirates crew or cabin crew, etc., is they've dedicated so much time to that job they don't know what to do next. Yeah. Okay. So this was actually always my mission studying personal growth was actually to help people believe in themselves, to trust themselves, to go after their their dreams, mm. their vision, their purpose. Because what I found was people were like, oh, I don't know what to do that will pay me this much money. So they just stay in the same job that doesn't light them up. Yeah. And so I would journal to myself and write myself notes to remind myself to quit. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. yeah. literally like I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's the middle of the night. I'm yeah. sick of going to get tea get, and coffee. Because you can get caught up in it, mm. right? Is that is that one of the reasons you can just kind of get caught up in just, okay, this is I, just my life. I'm going to continue to do this, but then not actually have any further development and not have a next step. Yeah. So it's the, imagine you get to travel the whole world for free. So while that sounds good, there's a reality check, mm. which is, I used to fly uh, 16 hours to New York and have 24 hours of fun. So I didn't used to sleep a lot. I used to rock up and um, – Yeah, okay. Go, go, out, go out and go party. To, get, get there an hour. Well, when, you, when you need to get on time, you just get there, get in there just on time. It's like yeah. you're trying to push the limits yeah. of, the, of the adventure because it is yeah. an adventure, right? Like you don't go to New York to sleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. So I would sleep like a couple of hours before my flight and then we have – uh, asleep on that flight for a couple of hours. But um, basically I ticked my to-do list of travel, um, went to Carnival in Brazil, Peru, oh. all these all these amazing experiences, and I realised, guess what? I can still travel after Emirates. Mm. So I that helped me. And I also um, really looked after my health um a lot of Emirates crew go to the gym a lot. Yeah. And um, like I said, I was, you know, downing all the medicinal mushrooms and the herbs <laughs> for my nervous system and immune system. Yeah. So I was pretty good with um, looking after my health. But on the flights, um, I was tired. Yeah. My immune system was run down and I, I used to commit to myself that I would um, – have the courage to leave. And before I left, I went to Brian Tracy in Dubai and, you know, it was an investment and I was surrounded by all these like business bankers and I made like millionaire friends there that were like, you are amazing, (laughs) that you are some Emirates crew that paid to be at a success event with the top speakers to I thought it would help me get a job back home, like have the – Build a network. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, they just talked about basic goal setting Mm. and believing in yourself, et cetera. And when I came home, that was actually, I've had two of my most stressful, depressing kind of, um, or three, and it was always coming home from different, um, countries. One was in London when it's four o'clock in the afternoon and it's dark Mm. and you're broke and there's like mice on the train and there's like scary stuff in London sometimes. And then uh, after Dubai, like literally living the dream, Mm. like having so many friends where I did used to party a lot and then (laughs) come back to Perth where I felt 
that no one could relate to my journey because they're just doing jobs and didn't understand the shift for me. So mm. I came back here without a job. Yeah. And it, I actually did three jobs uh, till I got a great job in six months. I did into after into after interview and it was soul destroying. Like I had a degree in health science. I've traveled the world. I've, you know, I'm not just your average person, you yeah, know. Yeah, I was like, lot, yeah. I, I thought um, by studying that would help me to get a job when I got back. And I nearly got a job with some of the best brands and then I would not get the final interview because yeah, okay. somebody has been working in health and pharmacy recently, whereas I hadn't. Yep. And then I got a job with Pharmacare as a superfood nutrition uh, sales manager. And in the interview, I told them that I'm getting the job and why, and they just loved it. <laughs> you know, it was, I applied for state manager and I yep. said, clearly your own staff are going to get this job and I'm going to get their job. They're like, yeah. You're in. <laughs> that, that just reminds me of when I was, uh, I think I was 16 years old. That's, we had to apply for like head boy at school. Oh, and yeah. it was between, it was, it, within, our, within our school, it was between me and this other lad. High achiever match. <laughs> it was between me and this other lad who was like very, very smart, very intelligent, but he didn't really have much respect. We were in an all, boy, an all boys school and it was pretty rough. So he was a bit of a geeky guy. And then there was me who was smart and intelligent, probably still a bit of a nerd, but I was very good at sport. So I had respect mm. from, you know, the guys who weren't so, you know, but the, the naughty guys, let's say, but we're good at sport. And I just wrote the letter to saying, why would you give it to him? Like, he has, he's got no respect. Obviously, I'm the, I'm the right person for the job. <laughs> and it was like, we agree. Oh, I love it. It's the certainty. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah. It's like, I know that I can do sales, this job. In sales, yeah. you know, certainty, confidence. 100%. Owning definitely. that power yeah, and yeah, energy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like you've already got the job. You you walk you walk in as if you've already got it. You've already took it. You know it's you know it's yours. And if you can do that, you, it's like you know you call it manifesting, but it's like it just radiates off people. And people are like, yep, this guy's the right guy for the job because he's already doing it. He yeah. she yeah. And what I also want to point out there is that experience for me was all perfect. And whenever you don't get what you want realize that it's creating space for something even better mm. in relationships business family so I didn't get these other jobs but when I got this uh, I was a biogland superfood trainer and I used to go into pharmacies and remove the wall of blackmores that didn't give yeah, me the job yeah, yeah, and be yeah. like oh hey and put all my product in so we it ended up being the best opportunity yeah and then um I went up to get state manager role and all this where this was also unfortunately on my list because we got the most benefits. You know, we got a free four-wheel drive to drive around in, company fuel mm. card, laptop, products of everything we wanted for free. But I also realised I wasn't fulfilled. So I did... Um, a course with Dr. John Martini back in 2015, went really deep in personal development. And I realized I was doing somebody else's dream and just like settling for a great paycheck yeah. without like going, is this my life? Like I've got so much to give, like I've done so much, connected with so many people. Like I really want to inspire people that wouldn't go invest thousands in these mm. people, like to be that, you know, the everyday Chick yeah. that actually yeah. empowers people to be interested and curious in uh, reaching their full potential. Yeah. So living in alignment with your highest values is what I learned from him. And that is literally a game changer to actually check in and go, is this where I want to go? Mm. Um, and asking ourselves these questions and getting really clear and I uh, manifested a redundancy to the day I was going to leave my job back in 2016. And I've been self-employed ever since. And I have had $10,000 days and $0 weeks. And it has been character building. And I wouldn't change a thing because I believe fail forward fast. Yep. And you don't know what you don't know. Like the best thing has been investing in coaches and mentors and surrounding yourself with people on a similar path. And that has meant um, not consciously choosing, but like letting go of old friends that mm. um, 
Well, it goes back to those values, mm. right? So, you know, what, I can I can relate to the story. You've ha- you've had a very exciting life. You've had mm. you know working for Emirates, going around the world. There's a lot of external things that have kind of you've enjoyed externally bringing back in. But then there's obviously a point where you've gone to John D. Martini. He's gone well. Actually, look within mm. and actually build a life back outwards. Mm. But when you start looking back in, you go, okay, well, what's my values? And all of a sudden, you go, okay, well, my values might be respect, love, trust, honor, those sort of things. And you look around and go, are these people around me? fitting within my values and uh, if I, I have four core values and if people don't really fit two or three of them that's kind of say well actually it's a conscious choice for me to not really spend as much time with those individuals because mm. it just it basically it makes you separate mm. and there's, no, there's a deep science of it we have mirror neurons i was yeah. gonna say the same thing oh my god <laughs> you they, know about mirror neurons yeah like they, they make us connect it's how we relate yeah. it's you no know, it's a monkey see monkey do that sort of thing and you, you can't help it it's, it's subconscious where we're mirroring mm. each other and I, I one of also talk about triggers so mm-hmm. it also triggers me by being around people that have big dreams and do fucking nothing. Mm. Like I can't because nothing is guaranteed. You can have reasons or results. Mm. Who gives a shit if it takes three years? You're still moving towards your goal. Whereas if you just stay where you are. Um, You're going it, backwards. It's the- just <laughs> also like love and compassion for everybody on their journey. But if you only knew like, you know, your days aren't, your days are numbered. It's not guaranteed mm-hmm. forever. So do something today to yeah, get you yeah. closer to where you want to be. Yeah. Like what baby step, what what daily habits can you do to get you closer towards your vision, yeah. which is, again, something I'm really passionate about of getting clear on where you want to go because a lot of people just live for the day ahead and the paycheck ahead and their job's yeah. got great perks and they can move up, and that's absolutely amazing whatever it is, but I invite you to get clear on your vision, where you want to be in five years' time, ten years' time, and then one year's time, one month's time, and what you do daily determines that. And you imagine if you actually got to receive what it is you wanted Mm -hmm. and by not getting clear on what you want, you fucking don't get so much you can't see it can you Mm. uh you've you just i like what you mentioned there in terms of people some people are just going day to day just like just i call it just like being a puppet just being on a piece of string where someone else is just basically dictating your life for you and not everyone wants to be a leader but you know if if everyone does want to live their their own life deep within but it's often comes down to confidence insecurities uh, fears you know the shadow side of awareness Mm. all that sort of stuff but um for me it's about again looking within, just like you just said, having that vision. And when you generate that vision with clear, with clearness, with emotion, the manifesting is actually it's just your brain going for it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you can see something and you start paying attention to what you want, the, the grand old saying: you buy a car, all of a sudden that car is just everywhere, whereas you didn't recognize it before because it all of a sudden becomes significant and valuable. Mm-hmm. And our, you know, the reticular activating system in our you know in our brain is is looking for that, and that's what's opening our consciousness, open making us become aware of. The opportunities that you know are in front of us mm. so vision is is powerful for me and i love how you go you know, values first uh vision next and then that's forming like a mission yeah you've got to then all of a sudden you've got this life mission because who you become on the journey like as we know mm. and that that is the greatest gift and that's why you stop playing small and you go after your mm. vision because who you become on the journey like imagine like you know coming to the end of your days and knowing that you fully lived instead of all these things that you wanted to try but you didn't have the balls to. Like um, take take risks with no regrets. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, leap and and figure out how on the way down, you know? Oh, definitely. is having that faith, right? You don't, you don't want to just sit there and just be like, everyone gets digging into the how. How am I going to do this? It's just allow yourself just to go with it and just flow. Like, mm-hmm. just use your intuition. Like, if, if you fail, who cares? Like, don't be scared of that failure. It's okay, mm-hmm. well, that wasn't the right path. or that wasn't the right thing to do. What's next? Because then you just keep going. You continue going. It's, that's mm-hmm. what part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Failure is not the end. It's just a part of the journey. And people need to accept that and not be fearful of that, which is, is difficult, obviously, in times like now where everyone's already loaded with fear because it just comes to the top of their head and no one wants to go anywhere. Everyone just gets mm-hmm. frozen. But right now is the... The perfect time to be forming a vision mm, and going within and seeing what it is you really want. Mm. And I, 
I think you and I um, have discussed this before, which is for me on my journey, the biggest growth has been, yes, I say get fun comfortable, Mm. get out of your comfort zone. That's where the growth happens. That's where the magic happens. And then you build yourself trust and realize, you know, you can handle even more challenges, Mm. et cetera. But for me, the things that have helped most is being with our emotions, like having that emotional intimacy to welcome and breathe through and and feel through our emotions of like anger, grief, sadness, shame, and then move through those denser emotions and be okay Mm. to feel them. And then courage is in the middle and then you can feel to the depth that you can feel the lower vibration emotions, the depth you can feel the higher emotions of joy and gratitude and bliss and fuck yes life. So like being okay in this time where it's like fuck, 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 you know, is everything going to be okay? Be with that anxiety, breathe into it. Hmm. And on the other side, it dissipates. That's it. And like with emotions as well, I think it's really important. Um, I studied a, started studying coaching a couple of years ago because I had big wins and then um, I also experienced, you know, a little bit of, you know, betrayal or hardship afterwards. And so the greatest gift in that was I learned not to do spiritual bypassing of, oh, it's okay, everything's happening for me. Yeah, but it's still fucked. Yeah. You know, and actually feeling those emotions and learning how to move your body to move through them, Mm -hmm. how to journal, speak it out, uh, speak to a coach and mentor to help you um, on your growth because, you know, I say a coach saves you blood, sweat, tears, money, time, energy, everything because they've already been those few steps ahead. So, you know, ourselves is the greatest investment. It's priceless Mm -hmm. because, yeah, we learned things that we didn't know that was holding us back, different patterns and all the rest of it. So I really believe like that's been one of my greatest things is that builds resilience, is being able to handle your emotions when even there's good things and not so good things. I think that's really powerful for a lot of people out there because, and I'm glad that you actually said that because there's so many, uh, you know, if you call them spiritual coaches or whatever, who are very, you know, spiritual always, bypasses. yeah, bypasses, always focus on the positive. Now everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be good. And that doesn't. And as one of those, that's why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you've learned that lesson what, you know, coming back from that to say, actually, no, life actually does have suffering. It does have you know, concerns, worries, and it has that, you know, that pain. And mm. it's natural to feel that, but that builds that you know, the resilience, just like you've said. And uh, I, I really, for me, I've spent a lot of time in the last two years just looking at my dark side and just going, okay, right, why did my life turn out like that? Okay, if, I, if we're manifesting life, if we're creating life, I obviously did something or my behaviors done something or my values have, have led me down a path to go there. And when you can look at that and then you can you know, kind of look at the polarity of how your behavior should be, you can start to learn. And you're just like, all right, okay, well, I need to change and mm. I need to start behaving in a different way or I need to start uh, developing, mm. go to a coach, read books, whatever, whatever you can to your, your best way. And you need to do it on your personal journey as well. For me, mm. it was, it was education because I'm, you know, I'm an intelligent person. So I just read and mm. I can all of a sudden just kind of decipher that and put it into my life and go, okay, now I'm going to take action on those steps. But for some people, they might not like reading. So that means going to a coach or watching mm. videos and men mm. like YouTube, but women, women probably like to have conversations more. Mm. Um, one thing I want to just kind of re- reflect on a little bit, because being a, you know, a woman's empowerment coach, but then also having some experience living in Dubai, which mm. is obviously probably mm. uh, for women over there mm-hmm. in that, you know, in that culture. Um, what was that like? What, and what did that teach you? And how has that, has that uh, impacted your life in terms of being a woman's coach at all? Yes. So my mission is actually, um, I was invited, I've done some wild things in my entrepreneur journey. I, I, before I go there, I traveled to a few retreats in uh, America and then ran my own high vibe tribe retreat here in Perth. And after that, I was meant to go to Dubai to speak to all Emirates crew. I didn't have the money and it was so hard you know, like I got my dream and then I couldn't do it. Mm. Um, so that's, I've been back to Dubai many times. Um, um, and that 
is on my is on my heart. Like I've run events here in Perth with hundreds of people and my plan is to go to Dubai just to share these things, which is I think the core things that hold us back as women is actually believing in ourselves that we're worthy of mm-hmm. receiving our heart's desires and that we actually can fulfill our dreams. Because remember, it's who we become on the journey, even if we it's not about ticking that final destination. It's mm. that adventure on the way. And um, a lot of uh, Emirati women, you know, they're, they're wearing the abayas and different things. And I believe in full self-expression and not not hiding, not um, we all have a voice to express. Mm-hmm. So I believe I've seen so many powerful women there and it's important not to judge. They're not all alike just because of the yeah, yeah, yeah. black dress, yeah. right? And, you know, when you actually have the privilege of getting to know some of these powerful women, mm. like, yeah, they're they're amazing. And how much did you actually, because working in the Emirates, I guess you kind of get a little bit in a bubble where you can be over there and it's it's not, you're not really abiding to all their laws. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> uh, but did, did you have experience of seeing, you know, the oppression of women and all that sort of stuff in, in, in UWE? Well, I did go to the mall in a shorter dress and got given a red card and you have to leave. Really? You know, that's yeah, okay. some of the it's like stuff. you're just sent off in a soccer game or something. Yeah. Just and, get out um, of here. Wow. Yeah, so that's like something. But I wasn't even, it wasn't even yeah, yeah, yeah. bad. Yeah, but it was you were just like, showing the skin. Yeah, and it was, um, and also on the train, um, you know, there's, a metro rail there and there's a women's carriage mm-hmm. away from the guys because they all look at you. Um, I I guess because of my cultural background, being able to travel, I was a bit more tough. And I just used to go up to all the little um, Indian and Bangladesh crew, like the security guards and every- I used to go up and make their day and be like, hi, how are you? And talk to everybody you know, with that intention of making people's day. And I guess I just was a bit different to, you know, the cultural yeah, yeah. classes of what people do. Yeah. And, yeah, I just believe we get to make the most of our opportunities because there are people there that, you know, don't know shit about culture and, you know, just sleep all day and party mm. all night. Yeah. And then there's people that, you know, it's actually a phenomenal place. You know, I have many friends that have um, are entrepreneurs. They have businesses, sporting, like so many gyms there, mm. so much diversity, so much opportunity. So it really is a phenomenal place. Um, there's nothing that you can't do there. Like they've, they've made gardens out of nothing, like yeah. amazing, yeah. amazing things. And I think that that is a huge thing to give credit to, like what they've been able to create out of nothing. Mm. I, I went to Dubai on the way to London in 2005 and then I lived there for five years. So watching the growth of how that city has transformed yeah. is phenomenal. It's just all just man-made, isn't it? It's everything there. It's, it's like yeah, there's it no, a desert. It's, it's just a desert. And yeah. it's like uh, I think I've looked, I've looked at a few photos now and there's a few mentions obviously with a pandemic. Everyone's just locked inside. There's nothing. Like these, like you can't you can't just go out and go to I'm going to go for a walk in the in in the ocean or in in, in the um uh, in the in the forest or there's nothing really for them to do other than just sit in their homes because they're, mm. they're in lockdown. Um, I want to come to the present time now because you're doing the the, the courageous leaders uh, summit. Mm-hmm. So what's all that about? Okay, um, so when I was in Bali last year, so I lived uh, over in Bali for the last couple of years working online. And I was studying coaching and working in affiliate marketing. And uh, July last year, I did a course with a friend of mine, Emil, uh, Fear to Flow. And we um, checked back in with our values. And I something I love is interviews. I love connection. Mm-hmm. I love inspiration. And I actually started a podcast in 2017, High Vibe Tribe, um, Courage, Connection, Contribution. And what I realized is 
I just love courage and I love leaders that have the balls to go first, that speak vulnerably, that have the courage to share their message, uh, have a voice and not not care if they if their voice shakes, if yeah. they, you know, not be fear of judgment, you know. So I, I started these interviews um, for free on Facebook just using the Facebook interviewing in July last year. And then I turned it into a podcast um, back the start of this year. And then with COVID-19, I I thought to myself, what can I do to support people? Because um, I felt a little bit lonely, like a little bit like what's going to happen? Like when are we going to see people? And one of my gifts is bringing people together, yeah. like uh, creating community tribe. And so I thought, well, I know so many incredible people in the world. What if I brought them together and created a free summit where it can help many, many people? And it was just the timing and alignment. Mm. And I also believe there's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as failure. So you just learn and grow as you go. So I created this online summit for five days. I'll never do a five-day summit again, Uh, (laughs) definitely only two days. But I brought together some of the most incredible um, leaders from all over the world, sharing to not just one topic. It was helping people move from adversity to victory and have that courage to choose love over fear. Yeah. However, um, I'm passionate about health and wellness as well as lasting, loving relationships. And then also our business mindset and I got sex coaches on, Mm. like talking about real intimacy at home, which, you know, people shy away sometimes from these topics. I got millionaire coaches in there. We, it was phenomenal value, but it didn't cost me money and it didn't cost other people money. And it was an experience that will empower so many people. They shared actionable tools to move forward. And I actually bought the domain uh, November last year to do an in-person event and it just didn't, just didn't happen. Um, I was a little bit stretched and didn't want (laughs) to add the stress to myself. Um, but I'm actually doing the summit the end of this year. So I'm doing regular summits and the podcast to serve, to also encourage people to come to that event. And also on the summit, we had experiences like breathwork, sound healing, qigong, uh, dynamic meditation, movement, which this is what I'm super passionate about. It's not just being spoken to. It's an experience moving your body, having like breath of life, Mm. like sound healing. And that resources are there in the group for free to people whenever they want to tune in. And that's just my gift to help people through this time. Yeah. And I benefited from speaking to so many incredible people. Yeah. And, yeah, the positive ripples. That's amazing. You can see uh, how much uh, excitement you got and how much you you look. Passionate. Yeah, passionate (laughs) about just doing that. It was – Obviously, in a time now, it was it was really needed. It, you know, it helps people raise yeah. their vibration. If you, you know, if that's the language you want to use, um, like, what's next for yourself? What's next for mm. for uh, Cassie's netting? Great, great question. I had a call yesterday with a coach girlfriend, and we're planning uh, another summit in ninety days, and then event at the end of the year. And what? I am working on is creating a mastermind where instead of just me presenting on different topics, it's like bringing in rockstar legend on wealth creation, manifestation, etc. Plus, you know, um, something I'm really passionate about is the self-trust, self-love, mm-hmm. self-care piece and and health and all all the rest of it. But I believe collaboration. You don't have to do everything on your own. And I'm never going to be the expert at everything. So, again, what I'm good at is bring people together on that amazing scale, being surrounded by people doing fuck yes epic things Mm. like you, having a vision and doing your podcast consistently, Mm. which is easy not to do. So, um, yeah, 
I believe one of my gifts is bring people together of that epic connection and we co-create epic things, partnerships, you know, have that accountability, which is priceless. And I'm just all about um, growth, contribution, fun. Yeah. Um, I also want to share that part of the um, summit was also about leading by example. This is huge self-responsibility. We're actually all leaders. There's no title of, oh, I'm a leader Mm. because I've got a team or You know, I've got children. We're all leaders. Um, But I believe one of the things of leadership as well is not about me, but about we. So we have this uh, contribution piece as well, where when I was in Dubai, um, I got to travel all over the world and I went to visit orphanages in India, Bangladesh, Africa, played with cute kids. Mm -hmm. They all sang and danced and laughed and ate yummy, healthy fruit together and um, one of my friends has this Maria Christina Foundation. She was an Emirates crew that saw children in the slums of Bangladesh and she's built up this incredible charity that she's climbed Mount Everest. She's my friend in Dubai that I met at Brian Tracy, Mm. connected her with Grant Cardone and she went and shared her story to bring awareness mm. to like that's real charities, not Australian government funded stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So that's also we have a um, a giving back page in the summit as well, and will be on my website where it's just having the intention of yes, you might have a bad day and. And you don't have to give money as well. You can give time, energy first. You've got wisdom and time is more valuable than the energy currency of money. But sometimes when we take the focus of ourselves and put it on others, we can make our day just by putting a smile on somebody else's face. And I really believe as leaders during this time, this is leadership. How can we contribute to others and take the focus off, poor me, I'm stretched? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that is something that I'm excited about as well, bringing that awareness to people. You know, Tony Robbins says the secret to living is giving. It is. When people get that, like super successful people give back a lot, like like free interviews. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a law of mm. reciprocity. Yes. It's like I've um, I noticed that a couple of years ago, and when I when I when I had that realization that giving you have to give to get. Um, when I started giving love more freely and started you know trusting people more freely, I realized that people were loving me more freely and trusting mm. me more freely, and, and it just becomes again, it's reflection. just it's that reflection. It's that goes back to the mirror neurons. You attract those individuals. You know, you you'd say you you attract your tribe. And it's it's, mm. it's true. What you put out is what you what you get. Um, I love how you uh, have managed to kind of network so many people. You've managed to connect so many people. Has that skill you've learned or has that been a part of your personality? Think, or do you think you've done, have you done training on that? Or? I think, um, again, life experience is the best teacher, but I've always, I've just always been an adventurous person and a high achiever on a mission. Mm. So I've done a lot of things, which means I've had many, many connections. Um, And, you know, I was like you, student counsellor, always had the personality, but I think also studying human behaviour. I was a bit of a people pleaser, used to want to be friends with everybody, never wanted to be mean or not be liked. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was taught, I was, um, I used to go to church when I was younger and my mum used to say, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. So I've always grown up having high morals and values where I wouldn't be, I would have integrity and be a good person. So I believe like everybody that's known me for years knows that, you know, like, you know, we all have our shit, of course, but like having that good intention. Yeah. So creating this summit, in like a week, I talked to many, many amazing people and because it wasn't out to benefit me, it was out to like make the world a better place, everybody said yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's cool. when everybody came together. Yeah. So um, I feel, you know, stretch yourself, get out of your comfort zone, have the courage to ask for what you want mm. as well and you will always be rewarded. Yeah. And knowing that 
Um, what you see in others is also in you. Don't put anybody above or below you. You know, what you admire in others is sometimes things that are within you, but you're not accepting, yeah. you know, and you've got growth to truly shine and show up as that. So you get to see it as exciting. Yeah. So I think there's a, a few powerful things in there. I think the, the major one for me that takeaway is, is, is what you said about what you see in other people is the same as what you see in yourself. So uh, as an example of that, is when we first meet people, we often very, you know, we judge straight away. Totally. And we make, like, in our heads, we're thinking a person is a certain way or, or we envy certain, certain things in them. And often people look at them individuals and go, oh, I, might, I don't like that individual because of X, Y, and Z. When actually that's something just Something within you. That's actually a reflection and a mirror. It's okay, well, is that a void in yourself? Is that something actually you admire but you you, not you, yeah, you're not owning and you don't and you, you don't like them because you don't actually have that yourself and you want it and it's, it's more of an envy sort of thing mm-hmm. and having the awareness the self-awareness to be able to in the moment literally go okay right i'm judging this person okay well what what do i need to change what 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 can i improve take your power back yeah Woo! yeah exactly as soon as you do that you're given an, an, another individual power and it's it's mindset it's yeah you've done the william white cloud it's the set mm-hmm. a set b it's, it's mm-hmm. the perspective that you look on it and i think that's one of the most powerful things and it goes back to like giving yeah, you know don't make it about you make it about mm-hmm. someone else um but but look but look what you can learn from it mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so thank you i've really appreciated you coming over there's two questions that i always Go ask um when everyone comes on this podcast the performance who have podcast what do you think you need to be doing to take your levels of performance to the next steps oh um epic question um so Something that I can improve on is um, consistency and following through. So for me, um, just quickly, I believe that having a strong morning routine sets you up to have an epic day, to be able to respond to whatever comes your way. And I believe in movement, meditation and journaling, three things that I believe in. And also um, self-care is so important to have that, whether you're a mum and you can only manage five minutes mm. of saying gratitude to to yourself, guess what? You can make time for self-care no matter what. Mm. So um, for me, it's um, I'm committed to upping my fitness. Okay. So moving my body in, you know, I say just doing those three things and I'm not attached to how long yep. and how intense, but I am investing in a personal trainer to – yeah, really, because I believe health is our greatest wealth. Mm. And if I want to be a high-performance speaker, coach, travel the world, do all these amazing things, it comes down to your energy and vitality. Yeah. And I do take amazing supplements to help me, do do amazing practices, but it's allowing myself to just be more in my feminine flow and not just do, 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 do. And, yeah, self-love to me is investing in a personal trainer to keep my body and mind strong that's a great that's a great answer because obviously performance through health is called that for that reason and my 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 vision or mission is to make high performance healthy again because there's Mm. so many people out there who are who are high achievers who are trying to go 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 and they basically get to the age about 40 and they're they're burnt out they're stressed they can't sleep they've got sleep apnea they're overweight and i think you know if we hit around about the 30 to 35 age and we continuously focus on health then you'll then you will you know you can continue look at tony robbins for example, mm-hmm. he's you know, he's uh, he's spends like ten thousand cal- calories he burns on uh, one of his one of his days of doing mm-hmm. his show, but the amount of money he spent on his gyms and his cryotherapy and, and, cryotherapy and-, and you know, his breath work and his meditations and uh, he's got CPAP machines because he's got sleep apnea. He's got he's got everything to keep him going because if, water. yeah, if he's not able to contribute in the manner he does he's not serving to the best he can he's not being the best he can and therefore he feels like he's probably letting he's not doing the world service mm. not doing justice so thank you i love that uh, answer. i love health yeah well the next question is yeah. if you were to change anything in the in the world currently with everything that's going on in terms of obesity mm. chronic disease all those sort of things what's the one thing that you would think would make the biggest impact for, for the global health okay okay so i believe For me, it's emotions, feeling to heal. I believe that you can have all the green smoothies in the world, 
be a fitness junkie. And if your inner world and your emotional health is not intact, you're dead. Mm. Like emotional suppression leads to illness. Mm. Emotional expression leads to wellness. And I've done the naturopathy, studying all the foods and herbs, and I've done the emotions and Mm. the mindset, and I believe that that is the key. Like inner freedom is, you know, being able to express yourself, having the courage to be with your emotions and be with rejection and sadness and anxiety and be okay with all of it. So that's helped me the most on my journey, which is, you know, truly loving and accepting yourself on a deep, deep soul, heart level daily. Yeah. Uh, And that's the the acceptance, that courage Mm. uh, that it's it's in that middle part of the consciousness level. Once you can get through that, you're into the the joy, you can start to feel and experience those emotions rather than the fear and stuff. Um, I think uh, Tim Morrison. Mm. uh, I've done breath work. Yeah, with him. Like like he puts those videos out and I look at him going through those breath works and all the traumas that are coming up. And this is stuff that you don't see in Mm. medicine, modern world. In the UK, I've never heard of it. I did it in Bali all the time. Yeah. And I've never ever heard of this sort of stuff. And I went to do breath work and, you know, probably did like 40 minutes of it. And after about 20 minutes, all these old memories and emotions came up about my brother, my mom. And like, I was shaking and I was like, like my hands were kind of going really cold and I was crying. And I was like, afterwards, I was like, shit, there's stuff there I need to work on. Mm. But if you can face that, it's getting over it, number one facing that fear because anything mm. pops up and the two biggest fears are fear of failure and fear of the unknown mm. and if you've suppressed everything in your, you know, in your in back into your mind then uh, yeah, that's just going to uh, cause issues and not be able to allow you to get over that mm. so thank you I am um, now I, I think I, I agree I think that's a very 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 big um, thing that people need to work on is their, their emotional awareness and emotional yeah. state and everything's touching everything mm. you improve your emotional health you are able to make more money and hold more money Mm. which means you're allowed to invest more in your business which means that you're allowed to uh outsource tasks have more time with your family and friends relationships are stronger like everything's touching everything make more money you can invest more in your health like don't devalue any of it and i really believe Aligning with your highest values, believing in yourself, trusting in yourself, and taking the daily actions slowly but surely. Win-win life, baby. Brilliant. So if anyone wants to get hold of you or follow you on your social media, where can they find you? Uh, carolynzanetti.com.au. It'll be in your show notes. It will be and, in my show notes. Uh, Instagram. Excellent. Thank you very much. really appreciated having this conversation. It's been enjoyable to get to know you. Thank you. Fucking legend.